Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons. Reckons, the show where we teach you... And each other. ...about whatever we want to know about. About whatever things we're interested in. I don't think there's any trigger... Oh, we probably swear a bit. Oh, uh, it's like if you are anxious about the end of the world... Yeah. ...or about climate change... Yeah, I mean... Then you should listen, but that's a... That's a there like, is hope. I feel like I feel less anxious when I research something. Yeah. More knowledge the is power. Knowledge is power. That's the trigger warning. If you don't want knowledge, <laughs> if you don't want to listen. remain powerless, <laughs> then fuck off. This is not the podcast for you. Hey there, Claire Bear. Hello, David. Man, oh man, have we got a sexy topic <laughs> for you sexy today. sexy topic today. This wasn't even you asking. This was me enforcing. Yeah, you were like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. So you used your white male privilege. I did, to oppress to you. To assert, assert your entitlement and say, this is your topic and this is my topic. So I'm going to... Um, Talk over you. You're going to further oppress me. Mansplain <laughs> through this whole thing. You know the term I heard the other day? Mm. You got a manologue. Oh, that's great. Isn't that good? That's good. Yeah. I was caught in a man... I had a barber the other day who caught me in a manologue who just oh. went for it. What about? About... Your hair does look very good. I've given Thanks. you that compliment I'm, tonight. Thank you, but I'm never going back to him again oh. because he gave me an entire scene for scene breakdown and description of the C plus B minus movie yesterday. Oh, that's a, a that's not thing. even on like it's not even he started like talking, it's just come out. The conversation started about COVID vaccines, right? And then morphed <laughs> into him talking to me about you know what movie I saw the other day. Wow. Yeah, and then gave me literally an entire summation, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the interaction. I hated feeling awkward the entire time. Made me immensely uncomfortable. That's my story. I'm never about going that. back to him. Anyway, tell the people what you asserted yourself. You're doing a book review. A, yeah, or a book like summation. Yeah. Because more people need to read this book, but let's face it, they're not going to. No, I'm not going to. I heard an interview with Mr. Bill Gates, mm-hmm. and he's just released a book called How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. Great. I am on Bill Gates' side. I've uh, joined his club, I've decided. I listened to a podcast with Melinda Gates. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, and I love her. She is phenomenal. Based on that one-hour interaction with her. They are um, extraordinary in that they're billionaires, obviously, from Microsoft days. Yeah. And have then somewhat, apparently, just very genuinely and without a lot of bullshit, set down the entire second half of their lives to just make the world better. Yeah. With a lot of money. And they've done... That a lot, like that's always yeah. been a part. That's kind of what she ended up taking over. Yeah. After they had had kids. Yeah. She, but they had always done that. But it was yeah, it's all about charity and philan like philanthropy, and philanthropic and, stuff. And, yeah. But and a lot of health and trying to raise poverty, trying to get people out of poverty and yeah. from an entire like vaccinations, vaccination, young and, women, young pre- like pregnant, ten, ten, like sex education and. And those sorts of the family planning. Absolutely. And because of that, he now has a famous TED Talk from like 2016 mm. in which he's like, I've sat with the people, I understand the data, you've got to listen, a pandemic is coming and we're not prepared. 
And they, like, uh. entirely predicted COVID-19. So there's that, right? So now he set his eyes on climate, climate. change. I will say this. Well, first, let me say how anxious or how much how much time do you spend thinking about climate or, or all of this? Or what do you think the future holds? How hopeful are you? Are you nihilistic? Where are you at? What's your relationship with Well, it? my inherent programming, my inherent, my DNA, my, my blood is basically just glitter. I know. Inherently as a human being. You're in a medical textbook. Yes. People are concerned about you. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my inherent desire or my inherent belief is that everything will be all right. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also like, we're going to Mad Max slash Kevin Costner's Waterworld it. Which is a great outcome. Yeah. Do you think, why do you have hope? What gives you hope? What do you think will happen? Oh, I don't know what, what... Well, I think we're seeing it play out right now. Yeah. That, like, people will will die. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Nothing many, glittery many about that shit. thousands of people will die. <laughs> yep. And it will be the reality that kind of goes, we need to pull our fucking finger out. Or half of the world is wiped out and we don't have a fucking option because we've got no more water anymore. Or... Countries are underwater because we didn't take it seriously. Whatever it is, I don't know. Something bad enough will happen. I absolutely. First of all, in favour of reading this book, it's it's two hundred pages long. Yeah. It's incredibly digestible. Okay. And because I don't have glitter in my veins, but <laughs> the dark void of nothingness, <laughs> of cynicism, of just cynicism. Runs. Through your core. I didn't realise this book made me stop and go, oh, what would it be like to live without worrying about it? Mm. Without just even thinking about it at any time. Yes. And realising how much. You think about it. Not think about it super consciously, but just you equate. I don't know. It's just part of the lifestyle now. Is that because you... um, This is a a multi-layer to this question. (laughs) Is this because you are a parent? No, I mean... Is this because you're a vegan? (laughs) Yes. It's gotten heightened since I've had... It's gotten slightly heightened since I've had kids, the, like, concern and awareness of it, but not in a Disney movie way. Not in a way of, like, now everything seems more important. Um, No, I just mean because that's the... uh, The reality... Yeah. ...is that your children... Yeah. ...the next 90 years of their life... Yeah. Probably longer because of whatever medicine we have. So the next yeah, 150 years of their lives. Yes. It, David's children are vampires. I don't know if we've mentioned well, that. Well, their consciousness is going to be uploaded to the cloud. Yes, so they'll it's true. live forever. And they're one of their mothers. Like one of their mothers. <laughs> one of one their, their, one, their, their mother is a fairy. Like that's a quite that's true. She's proven a unicorn. fact. She's a unicorn a, magical Half unicorn being. blood. Half, half cynical n- blood. <laughs> half cynical nihilist old man. <laughs> So let's see what happens. What happens? It's a There's sociology experiment. Two, two of them, so we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. So the reality of going think like that's what I mean in terms of thinking about the next ninety yeah. years or a hundred years of the planet. Yeah. Is very real for you because you. It is. Have you know people? I do. Who will be inhabiting the planet well, for that long? Inherit it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you do too. You work with a lot of young people oh. who are going to be in charge and hopefully running the country. The young people I hope you so. work with. Yeah. 
The book has set out that the idea is that the average amount of carbon emissions the world puts out per year is 51 billion. That's a lot. That's a lot. And by the time we get to 2050, we need the world to be at zero. Oh. Right? Now... And it is doable, though. Well, this is the... Because he is who he is, he then goes, what makes up that 51 billion? Yeah. Devotes a chapter to each and then looks at the innovation or the technological solutions, like the inventions... Yes. ...that need to be a part of that Everyday solution. Everyday life, yeah. That's, and what well, really what companies need to do, what... Yes. Um, so he's very realistic and very nonpartisan about money. Yeah. Like he's very realistic about that. And, he, and part of the thing is that there are many solutions that exist, mm. but they are just not... They are expensive. Yeah. Part of the issue is that they are not as cheap as fossil fuels mm. because, as he points out, it's you can buy a bottle of Coke and it's more expensive than the same amount of oil. Yeah. Like the economy of it just like... So... There's that. So, <clears throat> 51 billion of carbon emissions. Carbon emissions means all sorts of shit, sciencey, sciencey, sciencey. But because, like, it is 200 pages and he breaks it down, so it's very, very readable. Zero is important because a little, as we know, just a little bit of climate change means a fuckload of, mm. like, awful um, consequences. Yep. If we don't get to zero, if we get to 99% of zero, then it's not like we've failed yeah but we need to get to zero because it's 51 billion right now but in china in india in a lot of the third world a lot of those countries are wonderfully coming out of poverty and so there's a huge growth in the middle class Mm. in china and india especially which is a few billion people Mm. right and so there that means there's going to be there's going to be even more carbon emissions sure 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 because if you look at the graphs of a lot of different countries australia and europe's carbon emissions recently has started to actually think fuck go down yeah but china and india's is going skyrocketing up. right so there's lots of and and i can go through all the awful things that'll happen but but surprisingly it's not i mean my mind kind of goes mad max into the world yeah but it it won't be, it'll be that countries like Australia will get physically smaller because yep. the ocean will start to intrude. Mm. But mostly our lives are going to be affected by there's just going to be more extreme weather events. We're talking to you on Tuesday the twenty third of March in twenty twenty one where we've had a week of fucking rain and, and wild floods are now happening in New South Wales. It's and that's just and last year it was the bushfires and that's just going to be life. This is our life. This is our life. Yeah, fuck. And there's horrifying things like. Uh, uh, there's animals, of course, with the extra heat and carbon dioxide that's causing it. I'm quoting from the books. Plants and animals are being affected. According to research cited by the IPCC, a rise of two degrees Celsius would cut the geographic range of vertebrates by 8%, plants (gasps) by 16%, and insects by 18%. Oh my God. So a lot of shit. So it just completely fucks with our entire ecosystem, obviously. And the domino effects, like, as it gets hotter, mosquitoes are going to start living in new places. So we'll see new cases of malaria and insect-borne diseases where they haven't appeared before. Before, yep. Is just one example. Rising sea levels are going to be a thing. And... 
And we've already seen it in Syria where it's going to cause, in, in poor countries or politically unstable countries, it's going to cause refugee and like massive immigration issues. Yeah. Um, in the worst drought ever recorded in Syria, which lasted from 2007 to 2010, so the crisis is already happening, right? Yeah. 1.5 million people left farming areas for the cities, mm. helping to set the stage for the armed conflict that started in 2011. That drought was made three times more likely by climate change. By yeah. 2018, roughly 13 million Syrians have been displaced. 13 million. 13 million. Oh. So, look. Um, Do you have a zombie apocalypse? Like, that this feels like a shit transition <laughs> from zombie 13 million plan. refugees and rather than talking about it, how fucked our refugee and asylum yeah, 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 yeah. policies are in this country. I'm going to take us somewhere else. A zombie apocalypse plan. Yep. My go-to place for years has been Bunnings. Me too. That's my plan. I think we've talked about this and decided that it is the best plan. Get to a Bunnings. If the Bunnings is flooded or on fire or Mm. Bunnings is good. You've got weapons. You've got agriculture. You've got everything you need. You've got a large room. Yeah, You've got, you can get away from each other. There's something like... 80 barbecues. There's craft there's activities. There's children's playground. There's yeah. bonsai trees. Yeah, there's there's things to do. There's tiling. Yeah, we could tile. We could grout. <laughs> <laughs> I think our step one, get to each other. Yeah. Well, that's my plan because I'd be useless. Yeah, you've got a long way to travel yes. from Sherwood out to my, from inner, inner-ish yeah. city into suburban. But I could do, uh, like, that if I, if I had a plan, my plan needs to be get to you. That needs, that's just my plan. Great. Find a horse, ride it get to Get to you. Me. So step one, you should learn how to ride a horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be an or equestrian centre Buy a motorbike. I'm going to buy a motorbike. That's where we landed. So we can get to zero. Okay. 51 billion. Right? Carbon emissions. Yep. Um, 31%, the most of that, comes from making shit. Oh. Which is cement, steel, and plastic. Right. And because of... How much? 31? 31%. So the biggest field that we need to see change in is, is how we build stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be huge because as those countries go into the middle class more, yep, and as the rate of population continues to grow, and the need for infrastructure changes, it's estimated that around the world there will be for the next thirty years we're going to, in terms of building, we're going to build one more New York City every month. What? Yes. So it's a lot of steel, a lot of cement, a lot of plastic. Oh. A lot of things, right? What is the science? solutions to that we're going to talk about that let me uh, we're going to talk about that because then the 27 percent, the one under that is plugging in is electricity uh, so how we power stuff is so that big then solar potentially then there's 19 percent is growing shit so agriculture uh, and animals sure. fighting cows yep and then 16 percent is transport planes trucks and cars mm-hmm. and then seven percent is Heating and cooling and refrigeration, mm. keeping things at the right temperature. And that's going to just keep being worse the hotter or colder we get. Correct. So the biggest, this is all kind of solved. Everything's solved if we can crack electricity. Yeah. If we can make electricity clean, yeah. as clean as possible, then we can power everything else, including our cars, including yeah. agricultural systems, including all sorts of shit. 
But it kind of counts for nothing unless we crack electricity. Yes. Electricity is a modern marvel is like... And by the way, it's important to inject some hope into this conversation. It's like <laughs> change and innovation can happen quite quickly. And as yeah. Mr. Bill Gates points out, we've seen it in recent human history in the development of the car. In the space of... People are amazing. Two generations we went from... It, to it being such a staple of our yeah. society and relatively speaking There safe. are scientists with the smarts of Marie Curie right now yeah, who, who will in do the it. world who will solve this who shit for us. Absolutely do it. That's right. Um, Segway, mm-hmm. I had, uh, I teach in an adult writing, I teach an adult writing group and... Where they're adults or you teach them how to write sex scenes. Yes. Um, both. <laughs> both. So adults who just uh, love writing and mm. we hang out and we work together. And today, um, I, my check-in question was, what is someone you admire? And one of my um, participants said, do you mean um, a, like a real-life person or can they be dead? Like, what, what do you mean? And I said, it can be anyone. Um, and he said, someone like Marie Curie. Oh. And I was able to offer fascinating and Indeed. interesting facts because of this podcast where he was dazzled and amazed. Great. What a gift this podcast is. We can finish it now because <laughs> it all built to I've that. I've peaked. <laughs> Indeed. But, but we yes. are very useful like that, aren't we? Yeah, so that's some hope too. Well, indeed. Um, we've seen... <laughs> we've <laughs> change, humans can change quickly. Absolutely. And can innovate quickly yes. when the market demands it or when our environment mm-hmm. demands it. We need to make it happen. So electricity is a big thing, right? And okay. is that, yeah, how do we, what, what, what is he saying are the solutions to that? Well, I learned a lot about solar and wind from this and uh, how they're not awesome. Right. They're fine. They're good. And we need to build more. They're what more, we've got right now. They're what we've got. Yeah. The issue is that they are intermittent. Sure. In that Germany sh- is trying to shift to like 60 or 70%. Like, they've got a lot there in terms of a country that is powered largely by yeah. solar wind. In their summer months, they have too much. And so they send the solar power to neighbouring countries like yes. Poland and stuff. But they complain because there's no way to predict that. Like, it's yeah, so based on weather. Yeah, you know how it's going to be. So it, it brings lack of stability to their yes. system. And in winter, they don't have enough, so they automatically switch to coal anyway. Because what the actual problem is, is storage. Yes. How do you store the Where power you get? Where to put the energy. Where do you put it and how do you store it? Because you can't ship sunlight from the desert to Brisbane. Yeah, because I go, for us as a country, the solve that we need is the large masses of land in the middle of our country. Exactly. That are very sunny and quite windy where no one... Correct. No one lives... No one. There are no large settlements. Yeah. And... Absolutely, that's a possible solution, but we need to crack the storage system and the transportation system. Yeah, because just because you have a lot of power, where do we put that? Just goes batteries away. Batteries and advances in battery technology might be a part of it, but at the moment they're very, very, very expensive. Mm. Pumped hydro, which Australia does have a good relationship, might be part of that. Right. Thermal storage. The, the kind of game breaker that is possibly going to change everything is if we can find a cheap hydrogen solution. Hydrogen is, um, it, it can serve as a key ingredient in batteries that would make them cheaper and mm. suddenly make them work, but it needs a breakthrough. I can't go into the science And of that. are people working on this now? Oh, absolutely. And by the way, Bill Gates is investing millions of dollars, billions of dollars into ones that he thinks are sure bets. Right. He 
And I am amazed, but he has convinced me that nuclear energy is actually a really good solution. Oh. Yeah. Why? Because it's um, stable. <laughs> right. Like, it's stable in terms of the energy that it can supply. Yep. It's um, actually less less harmful in terms of the deaths that it causes sure. than coal or oil or even gas. Mm. Um, it's just got a bad reputation, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> because people grow like second heads and stuff. But we need more research to, um, you know, do it because when it's, there's a disaster, it's a big disaster. Yes. As opposed to coal mining plants, which we've been to these Queensland towns where there's coal mines in the fucking middle of them, yeah, and you have this... generations of people coughing up black shit. Mm. But we don't see that as, um. Deadly as Chernobyl because Chernobyl was very was catastrophically deadly as opposed to very slow yes, and awful. But thing. that's not that that is not nuclear power. No, like that's nuclear warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So caught used to make maximum impact. Chernobyl you know what I mean? wasn't. Chernobyl was a nuclear power plant. Oh, wrong. was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you watched that HBO series? No, because it looked too, like, dark for me. It is. It's fucking awful, but... It looked a bit too grim. As a, That's a fucking good My Mate Reckons episode. That's yes. like it. Chernobyl. Listen, read the book. We're running out of time. I would say that to end on notes of, like, um, because it goes into stuff about cars and about eating and how to eat and like all oh, this stuff. Oh, what does stuff. it say about food? Well, food, it says that um, he's not saying everybody should go vegan. Yeah. But he does say Be that conscious. The, the dairy and cow industry is a big thing. Mm. And that in the last, and he's right, in the last 10 years, how quickly we've progressed in in fast food restaurants to being comfortable with meat replacements Yes. as part of it. And there's a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of investment going into that because there is a market for it now. Yeah. And... Bill Gates predicts that by 2030, it will be in terms of money on par, like less, it will be the same price or cheaper than real meat. Mm. So, um, so we're naturally as a culturally, we're all going more vegetarian or vegan anyway. We not at the moment, but, but as we, as the future generation probably Will. will be. Yeah. Um, so uh, so the things you can do right now. Yes. What what is our takeaway? Well, do research on the people you're voting for. Yes. And 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 vote, of course, and be sensible. Um, yeah. Check vote out- for a government that believes climate change is a problem. Yes, indeed. And maybe that wants like something to happen quite urgently. Yeah, and is happy to participate on a global scale. Because the government's role in this is to give you rebates which they do currently with your like solar if you go for mm. solar hot water and stuff like that. But the government's role is to make things is to cut down that price of green things being more expensive. Yep. To encourage companies and to encourage everyone to try and go with a more green with a greener solution. Just and- as a as a global citizenship you know yes. what i mean like yes we know this is a fucking problem let's acknowledge yeah. that it's a problem so and have now tax rebates let's do have incentives have economic incentives to make it easy for companies to do mm. as a person check out your electricity bill and do check out where your electricity is coming from because mm. some electricity companies do offer for a smaller addition mm. sometimes as little as three or four dollars a month maybe 
more, just check it out because that, for a greener solution, for yeah, a renewable, great. like make sure that your energy is coming from or to subsidize their use of solar yeah. or whatever. You can also um, look at your like banks and your su- yes. your bank and your super, super and where that's going and where what they're investing in and and who they're aligned with yep. is another thing as well. Apparently, Bank Australia is is good. Yeah, I've done no more research apart from people being you like, mean that. yeah. Reduce your home's emissions by replace your incandescent light bulbs with LEDs. Yeah. Install a smart thermostat if you're someone who you well aircon. This is for the US. Yeah. Um, insulate your windows. Buy efficient appliances. Mm-hmm. Replace your heating and cooling system with a heat pump if you're able to do that. If you rent your home, you can make the changes within your control, such as replacing light bulbs. Um, and if you're building a home. Then that's a fantastic yes. opportunity to, to see be as what you can within as your, possible. Within yep. your, if you're shopping for a new car, investigate buying an electric vehicle. By yep. the time we get to 2030, Bill Senior Gates estimates that um, it, that buying an electric car will also be just as um, affordable as buying an ordinary car. So yeah. there'll be it'll be less expensive for you. Great. We're going to get more electric vehicles on the road, but it does take a while for all the yep. other coal-fired the oil fired vehicles to come off yeah and if you've never tried a plant-based burger do it next time you give it a go next time you're at grilled or next time you're in coals try a plant do one yeah one or two what you feel like yep vegetarian days a week absolutely and if you're an employee in an organization then start asking questions Mm. about what your organization's green policy is great um encourage your managerial arm to be an early adopter into green technologies and things that can fire your office it's 200 pages it is quite hopeful it's made me less anxious that's good what um did you used to watch the show couch potato on abc when you were a kid no but i can't wait for this link it was basically a show where people or kids reviewed things and you gave it um, a mark out of five and it was like five spuds. I do remember this. So how many spuds are you going to give uh, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster by Bill Gates? I reckon I reckon four to five spuds. I reckon five spuds. Five spuds? It does fall into that category for me where I do feel... I. I'm a nerd, so I read the things that you are supposed to read but aren't yes. that enjoyable to John read. Which I'm deeply appreciative of. But if you, I would say that if you are, I would encourage you to read this because out of all the books, like yes. this is the most short, easy, like you And we need to know this information. You this need is to know it. real. Yeah. Five spuds. Five spuds. What have you learned? Oh, I need to read the book. Okay. That's what I've learned. Okay. But also... That we there are things we can do every day, small things, changes we can make individually, and if we all do what we can do, that's going to have a benefit. Um, and yeah, I think that's the main takeaway. Brilliant. Read the book. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your friends me. tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show i see what you did there where can people find you claire people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out 
how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.